Welcome everyone to the Pantheon, I am Ray, and today we're looking at Disney's Iron Man, starring a future leading man, Scott Bakula. Now, in the beginning, uh, he started off, I guess, to the world in large, was playing uh, a character from the series Quantum Leap, playing a different character each week. Uh, then he went on to becoming a captain of a starship in the show Enterprise, as well as being the most recent one, the leader of the NCIS uh, New Orleans team. He's the lead investigator and the captain of the team of that team. Now, with Iron Man, with Man, a film that came out 34 years ago, it kickstarted the career of Scott Bakula. And he started off in uh, doing theater work, uh, and he made a living, made his bones, if you will, doing commercials. According to IMDb, the very first work he ever did that was on camera or a paying gig that's a feature-length film or any kind of thing television or film it was disney's i-man it was a backdoor pilot for a series uh, that did not get picked up a lot of actors john anderson was in it he played the billionaire uh villain uh, they would meet again in an episode of Quantum Leap. Yeah, they would. It was sort of a reminiscent. And then I know from hearing from certain stories that that was a really special episode for uh, Bakula because you know what he cut his teeth working with Anderson, and Anderson has over 244 credits on IMDb in both film and in television. It was a great learning experience uh, for Bakula, and uh, Anderson was special to him. And because I grew up watching Disney television movies every Sunday and this was something that appealed to me because it's a subgenre of superhero films. Now this was in 86 or kind of like a foreshadowing of the future well in advance like three decades almost three and a half decades in advance of what um, you would see in this. So it was it's 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 a little it's foretelling uh, no one would have guessed that this is going to be the um, one of the epic center base base marks of Disney's history uh, into this into this genre. Um, so if you're looking back and you can say, well, where was Disney's first superhero film? Uh, besides Howard the Duck, which was the first Marvel film, uh, Iron Man was probably Disney's one of I say one of Disney's earliest attempts of making a superhero film. Now, whether they did it bad or good, uh, it's cheesy. Uh, let's let's be honest. Uh, it's the kind of film that you would see in the background, doing uh, dishes or vacuuming around the house. So, uh, in that sense, it's almost forgettable. But as a child growing up, uh, for first time experiences, this was a a for me personally a a a, a, a love, childhood love for a fan of Backlist work either in television or in film uh, or his yeah because he did a lot of television work. Shortly after this, within the within the first three years of making uh, I Man, uh, he was seen doing a lot of TV. Um, he did one he did one pilot. He did actually did a number of pilots and one television series that lasted only eight episodes. That was Gung Ho. Uh, that was a Michael Keaton movie, which was made into a series. Um, and he was the lead of that, kind of like um, Sandra Bullock in Working Girl, the Melanie Griffith movie. Bullock got her start. Uh, in a very short-lived uh, series that got picked up but didn't last like very long. So uh, just, it's one of those stories in Hollywood where you see things, and if you if you can remember it, hold on to those uh, all those those memories. Uh, it does come back and pay tenfold down the road. And this is the film where you see 
all of those um, characteristics in Iman because he's, he's a sweet, lovable father guy. He's very charming in a in a very clumsy way. And uh, if you were to look at him as a juxtaposition to the CI, uh, NCIS character, um, yes, it's almost like night and day. So you can see how he's evolved um, 34 years later. But the essence of what makes Scott Bakula uh, such a lovable character, such a relatable character, and such a human character is that there's something about the man himself that that he brings into each each uh, performance and whether he's playing an, a villain or an alien or a uh, the guy next door or a loving father in this case um, there's a bit of truth and uh, warmth to the character there is something that you can find in him that you like and um is one of those guys uh, similar to, to earlier, Tom, like Tom Hanks's career, um, it's always because of his look or what or his demeanor. Um, you can't help but like him, and uh, that's one of the things. As a child watching a movie like I Man, you really got into. So with that, uh, let's get into more discussion of I Man. Let's talk about what it is. What does I Man stand for? Because <laughs> they talk about that way a lot. They the definition of I Man. Um, so with that, let's talk to my partner Evie and get through that. Disney Sunday movie. Dad, he's coming back. Jeffrey Wilder is now an indestructible man. I've never been done. An inseparable father and son suddenly become indestructible tigers. He's like you. Sounds like suicide. I'm the only one who can save the world, so here I am. We'll break our necks. So what are you worried about? Yours is indestructible. This is over. I think you should have a complete physical. I'm in on the Disney Sunday movie. Uh, so today we're looking at I Man. It's the, uh, based. It came from a Disney. Uh, you know, remember those Disney movies uh, on Sunday nights or Sunday afternoons? Yeah. Back in the day. So, uh, so before this, he was like a. He did theater and he did some commercials, and that was it. But this is his first like legitimate screen credit before he did Quantum Leap, before he did The Infiltrator, before he did any of those uh, TV films, whatever. This this was his first legitimate acting gig. Awesome. And, um, but the kid, does the kid look familiar to you? A little bit. Yeah. I just it, can't face it. Yeah, um, I just can't remember his name, but yeah, it definitely does. When I saw this, I'm like, I know this child from somewhere. And then it clicked. Flight of the Navigator. Oh, okay. Uh, this came out the exact same year, but maybe, maybe there's about a six-month difference between the movies. But this, 86, this is when it came out. This was his year. And before this, he did the, uh, he was in a movie called Runaways with, uh, Tom Selleck and okay. Gene Simmons. We don't remember that with a gun that could chase you around. Oh, yeah. Bullet, sorry. Okay. So, like, he was the teen or uh, child uh, Hollywood would go to for within the, between 84 to 86. He was the, the, the it, Hollywood it kid for uh, for films. This is, was this your first time seeing this movie? or It was. So, this is, so you have no recollection of no memories no of No recollection of it at all. I remember this as a kid watching like on the Sunday uh, okay. Disney afternoon specials and this we're doing this reason why we're doing this is it's in response to because we did Bloodshot uh, not too long ago right so this is kind of like a a it could be like a distant cousin to Bloodshot if you think about it okay right so it's in that vein so we're just trying to go on the theme of like the invincibility and being um, um, a, a person who is just invulnerable to almost anything gotcha Cool. Well, this, is more, this is more, I don't know, would you consider this more of a parody than it is a serious film or action uh, film? Like, how would you classify this? 
action kind of like comedy as uh, you know um uh here's a dad uh, with his son and life is okay but then something happens and then he becomes invincible guy you know mm-hmm. and now he has to save california pretty much you know yeah 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 so it's you know so i didn't hate it it was pretty good it was pretty good you know i mm-hmm. i wouldn't see it again but what did you think of it well uh, like you were saying cuz it's it's very 80s so i think with coming from 2020 eyes looking at it now you're like oh this is like I think the writing of the eighties, there's there's a significant difference between like how people wrote think shows back then, from the right. 90s, 2000s. So like no one in their right mind would would say this or do this, right? Yeah. Uh, and then with I Men, I mean, I mean the father's very gullible. Yeah. He's very doughy eyed, uh, you know. And then like in his kid, we'll, we'll get into it in a second. But like basically the kid stores, uh, you know, is a stowaway on this, on the adventure, and and he's not even upset when they actually finally. Like he's accepting of like, the kid is smarter. The kid is smarter than him. I never, never, in every regards. You know, this is one. Oh, of, sure. This is one of the most strangest concepts. Uh, but I mean, if you think about it, this, is the time of Goonies. So like kids being, um, like you know, like Monster Squad, Goonies. This is the era of when you know, like superstars leading a charge. They could be right. responsible. You know, they could be heroes. So right. uh, for us as kids, I mean, we looked at Goonies as like a one of the cl- like a classic for us. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, this was in that vein, that in that bubble of like looking, looking at that genre, if you will. Right. Um, so, uh, overall, th- what was your thoughts of it? It was a nice family film. You know, some of it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with all of them fighting um, in the um, mansion and stuff. You know, uh, but you can't take it seriously. It's just a good family film i would say I, i'd give it maybe i don't know maybe a eight out of ten for a family movie yeah i i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten uh i think when i saw it initially i think at, at the time i probably give it a much more higher rating because it's so um uh you know because the special effects back then are, are like 80s effects so they're not high but there's not a really great big budget towards this and uh you, you, and again, like we were mentioning before, I mean, you, you see certain bumbling flaws, but the, though the character was a bumbling, bumbling fool, uh, who yeah. got, you know, he this is just a guy who was caught up in extraordinary circumstances. So yeah. that's what it comes down to. But so let's get into like the actual story. So like, what does I Man mean? So like, so what is I Man? Um, uh, what, what is the man? Yeah, well, I think instru- Invincible Man. Invincible or indestructible. I, I I forgot what I stood for for the longest time until I saw this, but they, then they then they kept saying the word over and over and over again until like yeah. So yeah. that's what I think, Invincible Man or yeah. Okay. So the concept is, is this guy can't die. Basically, no. he he's immortal. Like he you could shoot him, uh, burn him, uh, make him fall from like you know like a thousand foot drop, and he'll still live. You know for like sure. He, like the first thing he does, he gets blown up in a in a van after exactly. after uh, inhaling space gas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, so, yeah. um, okay. So let's set up the premise. So basically, it's he's a cab driver from Houston, and the reason why we say Houston is because he has an Astro jerseys. Um, he's a fan of um, Nolan Ryan. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of gives you the idea of where he is in the city, like what, where he is in the United States. He's a cab driver. He's a single parent, and. Um, uh, and he's just uh, just trying to find his way, you know, kind of character. Uh, and then uh, and then we get a headline in the paper that um, 
the stock footage of NASA finding this uh, gas from another planet that's uh, or that's just some sort of space gas. Yeah, and, exactly. And then there's a car accident where the where the NASA van <laughs> it's a it's a yeah. cute van that says NASA. I don't think NASA has vans that set that, that look like that, but mm. but just for the sake of argument, uh, it has there's a van that says NASA on it. It's a little yeah. cute. And it basically does an A-team pop, pop wheelie, like fly, flies in the air, like literally does a 360 in the air, corkscrew 360, and yep. crashes in a park where hit him, where um, uh, um, Scott Bakula's character is at a football game with his son, and then he gets yeah, to elite gas. And okay, so if you had to break it down, okay, so what do you think this gas is? What do I think it is? Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe it's fumes from the Hulk's um, gamma rays that kind of milk them, uh, make them more um, uh, uh, invincible or something. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of comical that way. Yeah, no, it's it's completely nuts. But like, I when I was looking at, because you know his weakness is the darkness. We find that out. In, in, right, in, that's true. So, uh, and then the sunlight's what he is what his source of his power is. So to me, it was like, it's like a it's like a chlorophyll. It's like a plant. Basically, he's a human plant, right? Is it, is a plant re always regenerate? Sure. And re like rebuild itself no matter what happens to it. like like winter winter comes down, it'll regenerate the limbs and it'll grow back, right? So. Yeah. So that was like when I realized this is a space plant. Basically, he 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 ingested space chlorophyll, and mm -hmm. basically he's 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 a living meat uh, yep. vertebrate creature. But like basically, uh, he regenerates like a plant. Okay. And, and if he's in, if he's in the dark for too long, basically the, the, he wilters a little bit. And can't True. But he still lives again. So like basically, he's indestructible. He he can't really die. But you can put him in a box, <laughs> right? And forget about him for however you want to. Uh, He's a hero who has no strength. Basically, yeah. he just—he's a punching bag. So, it's—it's—it's it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's funny because he has no strength, he has no power, he's no skill set. He has sure. zero skill set. Uh, yeah. You know, and everything he does, he kind of bumbles around. And uh, the sun uh, is like James Bond. This, the sun comes into his this organized supervillain uh, is like lair and bypasses all the traps and cameras, and you right. know, it says it's. It's it's kind of the extreme of uh, comedy, but like it's 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 a uh, subversion. In right. Yeah. Uh, so so let's get to the part where we call um, a double feature. Okay. Uh, so what would you recommend uh, would be a good complimentary uh, movie to this? Or uh, yeah. Uh, Captain America. The uh, like the one from the eighties. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, because the van. And mm. the bad music. Um, oh, oh, the seventies Captain America. Then. Yeah, seventies. No, yeah, yeah. You know, the the shaggy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, um, like and the fighting. So seventies, man. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Because the music and the music in here was it's like they had sound ideas, and they were just like it's like someone they had like one guy who did the sound, who who made the music by himself and made all these like kind of Seinfeld musical sounds. That, that was a, that was a score. It was. Uh, and it was, it was it was like repeating itself over again. So yeah, um, it, yeah, it was kind of it was it was very low budget in the sense yeah. that. Uh, but I would say, yeah. How okay. about you? Well, for me, um, this reminded me of like uh, it's like it kind of reminds me of an it's an inversion of 
to me, the only way I can describe it, it's, an, it's a complete inversion of the last action hero with Schwarzenegger. Okay. Okay. Well, Schwarzenegger was, like, confident. This guy is the inversion of that. But, okay. like, he's a complete, like, he's, he's, but his intent is, his intent's there, but he can't get killed. Like, with Schwarzenegger's character, I mean, he's, like, he's indestructible. Anything okay. he hit would be, like, blow up, right? Okay. So he, he is Schwarzenegger, but, like, just the uncool version of Schwarzenegger. Okay. And uh, so that was how. To, so that's how I looked at. It. I looked at it as a, the last action here, where it's like a farce. It's kind of the extreme of everything, but yet just works. You know. Okay. Cool. But, but in his case, it doesn't really work. He's, he he just kind of like dies by mm -hmm. <laughs> and rolls oh. with it. Okay. Cool. So that was my that was my take. So um, would you recommend this to anybody? Um, you know, maybe for a father son. Uh, eight-year-old bonding type film, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I would agree. I think that this is the kind of thing that you would show your son or a child. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's it caters to um, yeah, because it's, it's a positive message. There's nothing offensive about this. This is really not. I guess it's why it's Disney, right? Because it works so yeah. well that yeah. they work. They have a formula that actually works uh, uh, for the family. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd I'd recommend it to a father and son on Father's Day or something, you know. No, you're absolutely right. I never even thought about that, but you're right. With a kid being like hero and and it's a family film, it's, it really works on that level that it's a very family friendly um, uh, movie. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, and if, for those who didn't know, like this was also an idea for a pilot for a series. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. And, that did not get picked up, and no. uh, I, it's kind of unfortunate. It would have been kind of curious to see how the the first few episodes would have gone because uh, it is interesting how 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 it goes. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, well, that ends it. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new show where you can check out our website. Yeah, cool. Okay. With our website, basically, you can it's a one-stop shop. So if you want to check out the blog, if you want to email us, if you want to um, check out our Instagram account, Twitter account, an instant connection to our YouTube channel, or, or our audio podcast, our various platforms, whether you're on Spotify or um, Apple iTunes, you can get a connection to that right away. Awesome. Way to go, man. Yeah, so that'll be up and running. Uh, actually, by the time you see this right away, this, so I'll have it up in the bottom of the screen, and then for our fans out there, you'll get everything and everything that's the Pantheon of M. Uh, you can catch us. Uh, I do want to mention one quick thing before we go: is that to our fans, uh, if you go to, if you send us an email, this is important because coming come January first, uh, we will be reviewing uh, Phase Three films shortly. Uh, yeah. But beginning our first on uh, January first, we'll be we'll be reviewing uh, the Age of Ultron. So we're asking you to send us an email, uh, but about a paragraph. And give us your critique of Age of Ultron, and we'll read that out on our audio portion of the podcast, just to get some more feed feedback from you, our fans. Mm. Awesome, cool, way to go, man! All right, and so with that, so on behalf of myself and of course Evie, uh, we'll say good night, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.